Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. First Canto, Chapter 19, Text 1 through 7. Srimad Bhagavatam, First Canto, Chapter 19, The Appearance of Sukadev Goswami. Text 1. Sri Sutta Goswami said, While returning home, the king, Maharaj Pariket, felt that the act he had committed against the faultless and powerful Brahmin was heinous and uncivilized. Consequently, he was distressed. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The pious king regretted his accidental, improper treatment of the powerful Brahmin, who was faultless. Such repentance is natural for a good man like the king, and such repentance delivers a devotee from all kinds of sins accidentally committed. The devotees are naturally faultless. Accidental sins committed by a devotee are sincerely regretted, and by the grace of the Lord all sins unwillingly committed by a devotee are burnt in the fire of repentance. Text 2. King Pariket thought, Due to my neglecting the injunctions of the Supreme Lord, I must certainly expect some difficulty to overcome me in the near future. I now desire, without reservation, that the calamity come now, for in this way I may be freed from this sinful action and not commit such an offense again. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The Supreme Lord enjoins that Brahmins and cows must be given all protection. The Lord is himself very much inclined to do good to the Brahmins and cows. Go Brahmana Hitayacha. Maharaj Pariket knew all this, and thus he concluded that his insulting a powerful Brahmin was certainly to be punished by the laws of the Lord and he was expecting something very difficult in the very near future. He therefore desired the imminent calamity to fall on him and not on his family members. A man's personal misconduct affects all his family members. Therefore, Maharaj Pariket desired the calamity to fall on him alone. By suffering personally, he would be restrained from future sins and at the same time the sin which he had committed would be counteracted, so that his descendants would not suffer. That is the way a responsible devotee thinks. The family members of a devotee also share the effects of a devotee's service to the Lord. Maharaj Prahlad, 
saved his demon father by his personal devotional service. A devotee son in the family is the greatest boon or blessing of the Lord. Text 3. I am uncivilized and sinful due to my neglect of Brahminical culture, God consciousness, and cow protection. Therefore, I wish that my kingdom, strength, and riches burn up immediately by the fire of the Brahmin's wrath, so that in the future I may not be guided by such inauspicious attitudes. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Progressive human civilization is based on Brahminical culture, God consciousness, and protection of cows. All economic development of this state by trade, commerce, agriculture, and industries must be fully utilized in relation to the above principles. Otherwise, all so called economic development becomes a source of degradation. Cow protection means feeding the Brahminical culture, which leads toward God-consciousness, and thus perfection of human civilization is achieved. The Age of Kali aims at killing the higher principles of life, and although Maharaj Purikit strongly resisted the domination of the personality of Kali within the world, the influence of the age of Kali came at an opportune moment, and even a strong king like Maharaj Parekhet was induced to disregard the Brahminical culture due to a slight provocation of hunger and thirst. Maharaj Parekhet lamented the accidental incident, and he desired that all his kingdom, strength, and accumulation of wealth would be burned up for not being engaged in Brahminical culture, etc. Where wealth and strength are not engaged in the advancement of Brahminical culture, God-consciousness, and cow protection, the state and home are surely doomed by providence. If we want peace and prosperity in the world, we should take lessons from this verse. Every state and every home must endeavor to advance the cause of Brahminical culture for self-purification. God-consciousness for self-realization, and cow-protection for getting sufficient milk and the best food to continue a perfect civilization. Text 4 While the king was thus repenting, he received news of his imminent death, which would be due to the bite of a snake bird, occasioned by the curse spoken by the sage's son. The king accepted this as good news, for it would be the cause of his indifference toward worldly things. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Real happiness 
is achieved by spiritual existence or by cessation of the repetition of birth and death. One can stop the repetition of birth and death only by going back to Godhead. In the material world, even by attaining the topmost planet, Brahmaloka, one cannot get rid of the conditions of repeated birth and death. But still, we do not accept the path of attaining perfection. The path of perfection frees one from all material attachments, and thus one becomes fit to enter into the spiritual kingdom. Therefore, those who are materially poverty-stricken are better candidates than those who are materially prosperous. Maharaj Pariket was a great devotee of the Lord and a bona fide candidate for entering into the kingdom of God. But even though he was so, his material assets as emperor of the world were setbacks to perfect attainment of his rightful status as one of the associates of the Lord in the spiritual sky. As a devotee of the Lord, he could understand that the cursing of the Brahmin boy, although unwise, was a blessing upon him, being the cause of detachment from worldly affairs, both political and social. Samika Muni also, after regretting the incident, conveyed the news to the king as a matter of duty, so that the king would be able to prepare himself to go back to Godhead. Samika Muni sent news to the king that foolish Shringi, his son, although a powerful Brahmin boy, unfortunately had misused his spiritual power by cursing the king unwarrantedly. The incident of the king's garlanding the Muni was not sufficient cause for being cursed to death. But since there was no way to retract the curse, the king was informed to prepare for death within a week. Both Samika Muni and the king were self-realized souls. Samika Muni was a mystic, and Maharaj Pariket was a devotee. Therefore, there was no difference between them in self-realization. Neither of them was afraid of meeting death. Maharaj Pariket could have gone to the Muni to beg his pardon, but the news of imminent death was conveyed to the king with so much regret by the Muni that the king did not want to shame the Muni further by his presence there. He decided to prepare himself for his imminent death and find out the way to go back to Godhead. The life of a human being is a chance to prepare oneself to go back to Godhead or to get rid of the material existence, the repetition of birth and death. Thus, in the system of the Varnashram Dharma, every man and woman is trained for that purpose. In other words, the system of Varnashram Dharma is also known as Sanatan Dharma, or the eternal occupation. The system of Varnashram Dharma prepares a man for going back to Godhead, and thus a householder is ordered to go to the forest as a vanaprast, to acquire complete knowledge, and then to take sannyas prior to his inevitable death. Parikit Maharaj was fortunate to get a seven-day notice to meet his inevitable death. But for the common man, there is no definite notice, although death is inevitable for all. Foolish men, 
forget this sure fact of death and neglect the duty of preparing themselves for going back to Godhead. They spoil their lives in animal propensities to eat, drink, be merry, and enjoy. Such an irresponsible life is adopted by the people in the age of Kali because of a sinful desire to condemn Brahminical culture, God consciousness, and cow protection, for which the state is responsible. The state must employ revenue to advance these three items, and thus educate the people to prepare for death. The state which does so is the real welfare state. The state of India should better follow the examples of Maharaj Parikhet, the ideal executive head, than to imitate other materialistic states, which have no idea of the kingdom of Godhead, the ultimate goal of human life. Deterioration of the ideals of Indian civilization has brought about the deterioration of civic life, not only in India, but also abroad. Text 5. Maharaj Parikhet sat down firmly on the bank of the Ganges to concentrate his mind in Krishna consciousness, rejecting all other practices of self-realization, because transcendental loving service to Krishna is the greatest achievement, superseding all other methods. Purport by Srila Prabhupada For a devotee like Maharaj Parikhet, none of the material planets, even up to the topmost Brahmaloka, is as desirable as Goloka Vrindavan, the abode of Lord Sri Krishna, a primeval lord and original personality of Godhead. This earth is one of the innumerable material planets within the universe, and there are innumerable universes also within the compass of the Mahatattva. The devotees are told by the Lord and his representatives, the spiritual masters and acharyas, that not one of the planets within the innumerable universes is suitable for the residential purposes of a devotee. The devotee always desires to go back home, back to Godhead, just to become one of the associates of the Lord in the capacity of a servitor, friend, parent, or a conjugal lover of the Lord, either in one of the innumerable Vaikuntha planets or in Goloka Vrindavan, the planet of Lord Sri Krishna. All these planets are eternally situated in the spiritual sky, the Paravyoma, which is on the other side of the causal ocean within the Mahatattva. Maharaj Perkit was already aware of all this information due to his accumulated piety and birth in a high family of devotees, Vaishnavas, and thus he was not at all interested in the material planets. Modern scientists are very eager to reach the moon by material arrangement, but they cannot conceive of the highest planet in this universe. But a devotee like Maharaj Parikhet does not care a fig for the moon, or, for that matter, any of the material planets. So when he was assured of his death on a fixed date, 
he became more determined in the transcendental loving service of Lord Krishna by complete fasting on the banks of the transcendental river Jamuna, which flows down by the capital of Hastinapur, in the Delhi state. Both the Ganges and the Jamuna are Amartya, transcendental rivers, and the Jamuna is still more sanctified for the following reasons. Text 6 The river by which the king sat to fast carries the most auspicious water which is mixed with the dust of the lotus feet of the Lord and Tulsi leaves. Therefore that water sanctifies the three worlds, inside and outside, and even sanctifies Lord Shiva and other demigods. Consequently, everyone who is destined to die must take shelter of this river. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Maharaj Parikit, just after receiving the news of his death within seven days, at once retired from family life and shifted himself to the sacred bank of the Jamuna River. Generally, it is said that the king took shelter on the bank of the Ganges, but according to Srila Jiva Goswami, the king took shelter on the banks of the Jamuna. Srila Jiva Goswami's statement appears to be more accurate because of the geographical situation. Maharaj Parikat resided in his capital, Hastinapur, situated near present Delhi, and the river Jamuna flows down past that city. Naturally, the king would take shelter of the river Jamuna because she was flowing past his palace door. And as far as sanctity is concerned, the river Jamuna is more directly connected with Lord Krishna than the Ganges. The Lord sanctified the river Jamuna from the beginning of his transcendental pastimes in this world. While his father Vasudev was crossing the Jamuna with the baby, Lord Krishna, for a safe place at Gokul on the other bank of the river from Mathura, the Lord fell down in the river, and by the dust of his lotus feet, the river at once became sanctified. It is especially mentioned herein that Maharaj Parikat took shelter of that particular river, which is beautifully flowing, carrying the dust of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna mixed with Tulsi leaves. Lord Krishna's lotus feet are always besmeared with Tulsi leaves, and thus as soon as his lotus feet contact the water of the Ganges and Jamuna, the rivers become at once sanctified. The Lord, however, contacted the river Jamuna more than the Ganges. According to the Varaha Purana, as quoted by Srila Jiva Goswami, there is no difference between the water of the Ganges and the Jamuna. But when the water of the Ganges is sanctified 100 times, it is called the Jamuna. Similarly, it is said in the scriptures that 1,000 names of Vishnu are equal to one name of Ram, and that three names of Ram are equal to one name of Krishna.
Text 7. Thus the king, the worthy descendant of the Pandavas, decided once and for all and sat on the Ganges bank to fast until death and give himself up to the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, who alone is able to award liberation. So, freeing himself from all kinds of associations and attachments, he accepted the vows of a sage. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The waters of the Ganges sanctifies all the three worlds, including the gods and the demigods, because it emanates from the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead Vishnu. Lord Krishna is the fountainhead of the principle of Vishnu Tattva, and therefore shelter of his lotus feet can deliver one from all sins, including an offense committed by a king unto a Brahmin. Maharaj Parikit, therefore, decided to meditate upon the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna, who is Mukunda, or the giver of liberations of all description. The banks of the Ganges, or the Jamuna, give one a chance to remember the Lord continuously. Maharaj Parikit freed himself from all sorts of material association and meditated upon the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, and that is the way of liberation. To be freed from all material association means to cease completely from committing any further sins. To meditate upon the lotus feet of the Lord means to become freed from the effects of all previous sins. The conditions of the material world are so made that one has to commit sins, willingly or unwillingly. And the best example is Maharaj Parikit himself, who was a recognized, sinless, pious king. But he also became a victim of an offense, even though he was ever unwilling to commit such a mistake. He was cursed also, but because he was a great devotee of the Lord, even such reverses of life became favorable. The principle is that one should not willingly commit any sin in his life and should constantly remember the lotus feet of the Lord without deviation. Only in such a mood will the Lord help the devotee make regular progress toward the path of liberation and thus attain the lotus feet of the Lord. Even if there are accidental sins committed by the devotee, the Lord saves the surrendered soul from all sins, as confirmed in all scriptures. Svaparamulam bhajitapriyasya, taktyani abhavyasya hari paresha, vikarma yachcho patitam katanchid, donoti sarvam redisani vista. Srimad Bhagavatam, 11, 5, 42.